Welcome to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Get ready to find your free will from your roots in the stars. Hello again. This is Sue Rose Minahan, and tonight is August 1st, the very beginning of the month, and we're entering the Leo archetype once again, and tonight we'll have the Moonbeam team later on, and it involves the Aquarius full moon first, which will be on August 3rd, and I made a mistake for those that may have received some of my info, too many things going on, it is here on the West Coast, Pacific Coast, 8.59 a.m., whereas on the East Coast, it'll be 11.59 a.m., and the Leo new moon, always two weeks further, which is on the 18th, is here on the West Coast, Pacific time, 7.42 p.m. in the afternoon, and on the East Coast, it'll be 10 o'clock, 42 minutes p.m., and of course, if it's Hawaii, it's three hours before us, and for Europe, of course, it's going to be later. And, you know, we do have a replay on Thursday morning that's live on 1150 KKNW. That's the radio station that we go through. And it is a podcast also. But it, for, as far as the live show, if you happen to go online at 11, 11, well, KKNW, you'll hear it at 6 o'clock in the morning on Thursday, or in Europe, it's a nice time of 2 or 3 in the afternoon, so it's really nice. Of course, on Podcast One, you can always catch the replays or any of your podcasts. I'm so excited that we're reaching out to an audience that we find out around the world. So this is a very good thing. That Basically, we are concentrating on a theme that says that we're editing social consciousness, preparing for that Leo new moon. How can we participate with our own special shining identity to elevate brotherhood? Aquarius loves brotherhood. And thank you, world. I am glad to have this energy. So without Oh, and it happens to be, actually, this full moon is the midpoint. It's between summer solstice and fall equinox. You know, it was called lunar lamas, the first harvest. It was a time of gathering abundance. That's in the ancient Celts. But it has many, many names, the Native American moon names, full sturgeon's moon, and many more you'll find in the almanac. So I'm happy to continue with now it's time for the moonbeam team relating to the sun and moon's energies including the planets and the entire cosmos for the month's systematic two-week intervals of the new moon and full moon plus the annual four to five eclipses this is your moonbeam team i'm sue rose minahan host of talk cosmos an evolutionary astrologer and consultant plus a certified color energy coach I explore creative expression as an artist, a musician, and write abundantly, stories to poetry. I love investigating mythology's language, 
philosophizing eternity, and I'm a perpetual student of life, seeing oneness of body, spirit of people, animals, and nature. I'm Elizabeth Liz Machette, certified astrologer, sacred healing counselor, tarotist, and numerologist, providing individual consultations, teaching and tutoring internationally, co-author of Gateways to Change, Keys to Navigating the Seas of Life, currently facilitating workshops in Marysville and Camino Island, Washington. And I'm Sarah Stromley, a craniosacral therapist and founder of Brain Body Therapy in Kirkland, Washington. I'm an evolutionary astrologer that incorporates different forms of horary, location mapping, and medical astrology into my practice. I enjoy uncovering flower and mineral frequencies that also support the mind-body coherence that aid in the healing journey. And as Albert Einstein said, energy Energy is is never destroyed. Energy only changes. Oh, it's so true. Absolutely. And we each begin with our Moonbeam team mentioning one factor that when we look at this, this shift, you know, the moon is always changing, but what is evident? And I will say that change is evident because there is a T-square with the sun moon on the second later in on the 18th to its well actually not not there it'll be on oh boy sue get it together here it's anyway it's a energy between the moon in aquarius with its ruler uranus and so we're toggling between as i say how do we find the me with the we liz (laughs) what would you suggest well, full moons are about release, and it seems like I've been, you know, releasing some things. So to, it just feels really good to let go of items that are no longer needed or wanted and to find people that are in need or want them. So it feels good to be purging. It does help the identity. And Sarah, what would you offer? So I'm reading especially for the full moon on Monday that we'll have themes that carry out through the, the week and beyond um, that this time and transit have important messages of social responsibility and the need to either break or make the supposed rules as Leo likes to <laughs> emphasize or both. And So setting healthy boundaries may be needed at this time when unfairness of situations seem to be reigning large and those with the ability to change things, um, especially with all those Saturn uh, and Capricorn planets going backwards or retrograde. So the the authority and those that in the ability to change things may be completely unaware or may need a prod to redirect them in the right direction oh boy i tell you sarah this is so appropriate because we noticed in in a discussion you know this leo new moon which is monday the third is the only planet that is actually in leo is the sun itself mercury which is always so close is still in cancer and of course venus is still in Gemini, which has been in Gemini because it did go retrograde 
you know, it's finishing up. It's what? Oh, my God. Four months journey in Gemini. And Mars, which is now in its six-month escapades of Aries, is, is all the personal planets. And the outer planets are in the last um, transpersonal signs or social signs. And it's only Leo. So what, what I guess what I'm mentioning, thinking is, is that you were mentioning about, well, both of you, about purging things and, and well, purging is important, but I'm thinking boundaries, right? And that shining ability is to... Because it's opposing um, Saturn. Well, Saturn's opposing Mercury. That's what's happening. Our thoughts and our yeah. boundaries. So direct communication on an important matter is especially challenging. So Mercury, the communication planet, is both shy and indirect in communication when it's under intense pressure or opposition from the soul-crushing authority of Saturn, and may even more so when it's in the sign of Cancer, who needs to know that there's safety to proceed. So Mercury is also conjunct the asteroid Vesta, so communication on a burning matter, a very important matter, will be tempted to bypass the normal channels to get a message across. And that could be, you know, it could come through or maybe directed as gossip or using alternate authority channels to get that message through. So it's hard to both speak and to listen without defense or confrontation that's emotionally charged, um, like cancer can be. So therefore I suggest breathe, pause, and prepare. You know, list out what your concerns are in a universally understood and truthful way. It is a time of real authentic uh, authenticity. Because, you know, we're not living in common times. We have tremendous pressures. We have a political election coming up and a president that wants to think about the unmentionable, which is uh, pausing the election, which has never occurred before. And even Mitch McConnell said, in all times of events, we've always had, thank goodness, our election. And, you know, it's just a matter of fun. And interestingly, with the North Node in Gemini and the south node in uh, uh, Sagittarius, it brings to focus this sharing of uh, belief systems and communication, which would be our postal service. So there, what I'm getting at is, is that this, it, it, there's a conglomeration of pressures that are like feeding into what you were saying of really looking at what to protect, what, what, how to find, discuss safety, which is the Cancerian ways, with this transformational purpose, when you have these three big energies, the sad, uh, Saturn having returned back to its uh, primary energy, by primary, that's not the right word, but, but its natural sign of, of Capricorn, that it rules, along with transmuting 
Pluto and expansive Jupiter. Yes, we're in big stuff, but authenticity along with Uranus. So people have got to really get down and feel, you know, get that heart energy and go like, what do I feel? How am I going to get through this? Do my gut. Liz, what have you got to say? <laughs> well, with Saturn opposite that Mercury, it's retrograde also. So it's like, take the time to process what you want to communicate, you know, have your facts in order um, and then speak. So it's like, you know, pause for a moment or maybe you don't have to say something today. Maybe you can say something tomorrow because um, you won't be able to take it back. But there's like this internal process happening with retrograde um, Saturn because Saturn wants to control it or restrict it in some way. But it's like if we take it back in and, and work with it, then we'll have maybe the right words to say or do. Well, a lot of it is wanting action. You know, with Mars and Aries, I think we're being tested on a personal level. Of course, cancer is always personal. You know, it's the processing, as you say. But it's like, how do we funnel this into our manifestation of the Leo energy when we're looking at the moon full moon that is wanting to be objective a little detached you know looking at the big picture not trying to get all mixed up in that big muddly <laughs> emotional dilemma you know and, and still get how to take action well, and the moon is trying, making a nice aspect with Chiron, the wounded healer teacher. So I think taking the time not to inflict additional wounds to process everything is a, a good idea. I wish I'd had you with me today. <laughs> <laughs> Practice in theory, right? Meanwhile, I think sometimes listening to oneself is heart. I just wrote that down because if you hear, if you just add the T, you have heart. So listening is hearing and with it and the and Leo is the heart, you know, it's the love. It's the I love that. Isn't that? Yeah. So I think listening to oneself, because in talking, that Cancerian, I mean, somehow Leo, the umbrella of, of the sun, is trying to gather this energy in. And because that's what Leos do, they need to manifest and shine, they need to be able to Yeah, and when it's at that polar extreme and it, and with this Aquarius full moon, you know, Aquarius functions in the future. Oh, yeah. Sometimes too far in the future to be, or many times too far in the future to be embraced until hindsight hits. So Aquarius and the modern ruler Uranus, in this case especially, um, is acting as a disruptor since it's in an activating T-square to this already activating full moon. Yeah, there's a lot of disruption, particularly as we said earlier, Eris, the goddess of discord in mythology, um, that really her aim was to have inclusiveness and pose the ultimate questions that starts the ball rolling. But she is so energetically uh, potent 
you know, at an exact square to uh, ever transmuting Pluto and involved in all this cardinal action, wanting action, you know, that Mars and I mean, there's a whole group of powerful energies. So weren't you saying, Liz, earlier, not maybe with this conversation, but hidden things are yet to be discovered? Yes, um, we have some energy in that eighth house. And so there's some gems within and the moon's in Aquarius. So it's ruled by Uranus. So our emotions can, I'm going to say, be shifty. Like, you know, something could really anger us Mm -hmm. at one moment and then maybe five minutes or 30 minutes or an hour or two later, it might be, why did I get so upset about that? Because it could kind of be shifting a little bit. Um, and changing. But, but it does want those authentic feelings. Yes. I think that's it. And from what I've been, uh, you know, on a meta- metaphysical way of, of understanding the world, which with astrology exists, we have the spirit is, you know, we have the elements and fire is spirit. Um, the sun, Leo is fire. It's the second fire sign after Aries. And, uh, and, it oh boy i just lost myself but you know i was thinking of that fire it's what were you just saying about that liz well i'm going to go back to eris is in a square with pluto almost exact so it's we're really trying to transform and bring up secrets we're trying to bring up old wounds we're trying to bring up all this hidden agenda hidden everything to the surface and um if we watch the news, there's all these things that come up that will go, oh, wow, I didn't know that happened or, um, well, absolutely. Yeah. But, you know, there's just things in the background that are coming up to be reworked and redone. And some people like how things have been going and don't want to have change. So that's causes chaos and a struggle. But then the people that want change, you know, if we don't if everything went very smoothly and we just stayed the same, it's easy to stay the same. But when there's things that are uncomfortable and let's, you know, we're all here together. That so how in- can we do it the best and most equal for everybody? Well, it's a tall order. Yes. And yes. we're on a long transition. We know this because again, I haven't personally been asked, when's it over? I think people realize pretty much the past is really, shifting away we're really moving into new territory and so it it is a uh yeah it's a breakdown to break through like linda kaboto bird said an astrologer on astro hub there's so many threads here i think i get looking at this but sarah <laughs> yeah, I was just uh, thinking about that Eris squaring Mars and, or I mean, Aries with Mars and squaring Pluto and, you know, the Sun and Leo there. So there's like this injury to someone's self, uh, to their, their confidence and their pride by being excluded and and being suppressed and there's these themes that we see so loud 
and around you know the social injustice of of those that have been suppressed and this reawakening of what's there what's what's right and what's what's good for the humanity you know where is the humanity here that's a that's perfect because uh of course aquarius is interested in elevating elevating the for the betterment of groups and for the, the unity the brotherhood it's not like pisces that sees everybody as one but it 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 opposite of leo it realizes that everybody has dignity you know that the individuals count and it counts to be an individual so you know an, another theme that i've heard over and over is that well john lewis said and it's so true unless we're all of equality of dignity and of just respect of our individuality we can't function it's like we're missing part of the the team you know that's the way i see it it's like we have a boat out in the sea and we don't have enough people to hoist the mast or 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 throw water overboard if we get a bunch of water in or whatever needs to be done you know, you need everybody on board. There's a functioning cell, you know, like a cell that, in fact, they're finding solar solar panels work better if there's multiple little cells that work in conjunction. So one falls down, the other helps it. You know, it's really valuable. Working as a team. Yay! For the good of the, for the, good of the many and the good of the all. <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Gee, I don't know if I have a clock, but I, no, I think we have a few minutes here. Yes, we have oh. like five minutes. Oh, goody, goody, goody. All right. Well, we'll continue because here in Seattle, we certainly have had been on the news quite a bit. And it is right in alignment with all of this energy happening. And I know that part of me has paused at times wondering, okay, now what was the point? And the, what comes up to me is that we are in this transition it's not it's one layer on the next with these heavy hitters of of energetic influences because we have to realize that we have the choice of how to make it happen it's like in portland our our city just a little south of us they or was it seattle here pardon me but who they the people demonstrating watched their own uh, people and stopped people from climbing over and whatnot so that we wouldn't have to have, so they could police themselves, in other words, with the protests, you know, that, that matter. But we have here in Seattle, there's a grid around the world starting from Greenwich that goes, you know, where the time zone is. And it's over, when it comes over here, the astrological, we're at point at the very end of Capricorn, 29 degrees Capricorn is our ascendant, according not to our city when the city was began, because in the city began, it's, I think, the early later in Capricorn, but we also have a Capricorn rising. But in so in other words, Saturn, which has just returned. I mean, we have, what, six planets, these big planets all retrograde, so we're thinking and revisiting a lot of energies. 
has been going across that are ascendant. You know, it's like, uh, and Capricorn involves uh, government, involves business, involves the professional world, you could say, the social, you know, it's the last fourth quarter of the, the Zodiac. It's at the MC, which is the highest part with the sun as it goes around where the light is. So it's been uh, in many stages. Okay. Somebody and in the first house for the Seattle chart that you're talking about, you have Jupiter, Saturn, and Pluto there. So, you know, the Seattle is going through growth and great transformational processes and what things work and what doesn't work. So it's in a way, no wonder that we're, we've been at in the limelight or the, the news lately. Absolutely. Absolutely. It is interesting to see how astrology does correlate. You know, it, this whole energy thing is as above, so below the hermetic code. And again, just it's not because it makes it happen, but the climate is such that the energies are there and we're dealing with them. It is a process, right? Yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Well, very good. We will return. This is the Moonbeam team for Leo with Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley and myself, Suvaros Minahan, on August 1st. And we're repeating this on the 6th in the morning. But we'll be right back as we continue to discuss the Aquarius full moon on Monday and then later on the 18th, the Leo new moon. Thanks so much for listening. take a break from this week's edition of Talk Cosmos, let's take a look at this cycle's archetype. We are currently in the Yang period of Leo, ruled by the solar sun, having departed from a cycle based on the internal process of emotional attachments requiring security and safety. The energy of Leo externally manifests our legacy through children and artistic creations. As a fixed Yang fire sign that desires to ignite actualization, Leo the Lion takes the risk to generously exhibit love and welcome all to share their stage with joyous pleasure for living life. Salutations from space. This is storyteller Gemini Brett, and you're listening to Talk Cosmos on Alternative Talk 1150 AM, where we peek through the veil at astrology's ancient archetypes. Wherever you go, Alternative Talk 1150 is here for you. Hi again, and returning with Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley and myself, Sue Rose Minahan. And just to recap that we've been talking about mostly the full moon that uh, is occurring on in Aquarius that has a lot to do about freedom and what do we need to change to awaken and at this point, we will continue with the new moon. But first, 
both Liz and Sarah offer a little insights. They have eclectic skills. Sarah is a, um, a, a cranial sacral, uh, well, she also a therapist, as Liz is, but she also does a lot of botanical essences um, and blends in her practice. And of course, the moons have everything to do about growth and plants. And so she will offer something that could be relevant for this Leo Aquarius, however she's designed, you know, energy that would be helpful for us. And Liz, who wrote a book uh, about numerology and and that called Gateways to Change, and you can certainly find that at her lightpath.com uh, or just go to Talk Cosmos. But she is a numerologist and will tell us about the degrees of the full moon and the and or the new moon because it's relative to astrology. Okay, Ta-da. who would like to go first? I'll go first. Um, so this um, full moon is at eleven degrees, and usually I round it up, but I like eleven. So to me, the eleven is about a master teacher. So how can we be an example? For the next two weeks for our community for our friends and groups and if you round it up to a 12 then it reduces down to a three so having some fun and compassion and creativity with um, other people so go ahead sarah nice um, when i was scanning my um immense products that i offer there's this happy yellow five petal flower with almost this angelic golden aura of tall, soft stamens that burst outward in these golden center rays of light. Um, and most of you are familiar with how St. John's wort as an herb is used for treating depression. Um, it's had a number of other powerful uses in folk medicine and ancient rituals which i can't go into now but the reason i the saint john's wort flower elixir is pulling for me is because it's so supportive of solar strength and internalizing the light giving properties of the sun into the psyche so it it targets that sense of vulnerability fear of loss or actual loss that has been used for treating melancholy and even madness so it also allows for a better experience of the power of the sun both as an outer reality and as a source of inner strength and protection so for listeners i must add that saint john's wort taken as an herb is is a tricky one to take because it interacts with so many pharmaceutical drugs so if you're interested in taking that as a medic you know just review with your doctor or pharmacist. Yes, true, because if there's certain um, uh, medicines, you know, such as Paxil and that, that is, is not good with. Well, that's so wonderful to, as what you're both saying, from the full moon, uh, being a master number, and also a connector educating, going into this powerful solar energy of the new moon of the new moon. So let's talk about the new moon. It's August 18th at 7:42 p.m. here in Seattle. 
That is at 4.42 p.m. over in Hawaii. And then we jump six, three hours later at 10.42 in the East Coast. And Europe, I think it's later again. It's going to be on the 19th. It's it's at 26 degrees, pretty late in the degrees because there's 30 degrees and, and 35 minutes. So it's about 26 and a half degrees conjunct, of course. Leo moons are warm, generous, magnetic, especially when it's receiving the fiery and ardent support of Mars and Aries like it is at this particular time on that Tuesday, late Tuesday, the 18th or the 19th, super, super early for others. So even though the focus is being pulled by the coming fall and winter responsibilities, Leo wants summer fun. It wants creativity. It wants lovey love. And, you know, however, its dark side is pride and its inability to listen to those things that might injure the delicate pride of Leo. And so, yeah, so we're just talking about seeding things that are going to be supportive of those things that are going to build confidence at that time. Oh, boy. It's like a breath of fresh air. I mean, of course, there's a little more power in there, but still, that's the essence. <laughs> and Liz, you're smiling like a, uh, 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 like the sun. Yes. Well, and this new moon could be, um, you know, that's when we want to start new projects or say our affirmations or write a, a letter to bring in new things. But this one has a few little challenging parts to it because um, the sun and moon and Mercury are in conjunct which is 150 degrees from Jupiter, Pluto, and Saturn. So, you know, it's like kind of making it that it will be somewhat of an effort. And Jupiter, Pluto, Saturn are square Mars and Eris and Aries. So there's like a little bit of effort that will have to be made or patience may be required to bring all this into being. Here in Seattle, that new moon is in the seventh house of relationships. So there could be some work on creating better relationships or some relationship healing taking place. Um, you know, how, how can I individually make a change to have relationships be better? Do I have a part in it? Yeah, the, the we part will be really important, how to fit into that group or whatever one has. I did notice, too, that, as I say, there are some strenuous, the challenges continue, although ideally we will be able to focus on new vision. That must be it. I know I'm eager to do a vision board. Liz, when would you suggest this? Would it be a time to start working now to do the vision board and birth it on for the new moon or start it now with the full moon and release it? What's your, what's your well, take? I like to do them on the new moon. So this would be a good time. And maybe this will be some healing to some of the relationship issues that have been happening in the Seattle area because 
um, the community with the mayor and the governor and the police. I mean, there's all these issues if you are paying attention to the news that are happening. So maybe they'll come to some way that they can work things out better for everyone involved. We shall see. Or maybe I know. they'll just, mm. you know, maybe take a time out or, you know, tone it back a little bit. And we have an election, you know, we just are voting now in Seattle. I don't know what other states, but the governorship is up for election, you know, as of the 4th. So there's going to get the ballots in. Early. Yeah, vote, vote, vote. Boy, that's the biggest thing. I am <laughs> all for voting. I love the idea that there's a commission that took two years of quality, eclectic, mentally alert, defined persons, and which I won't go into, I don't have it right in front of me, but they, it was how to uh, redesign our democracy for, so that it truly would tr live in the essence, as a promise that we all consider it would be, I mean, being a, a citizen here. And one of them was to make it mandatory to vote and make it a holiday. Other countries do that. It's a holiday. And I don't think they pro project on the news, oh, this area has voted and therefore this is happening. Everybody just votes and they find out the next day what happened. So it's not so political. You know, it's more like what people want well i'm looking at an article that says time for year-round schools and this i'm thinking september in some states like here i think schools start in september but other states it starts now and with kids in july i mean kids also represent uh children you know represent leo so what do you think what what do you see? Yeah, and there, the other thing, Venus is in Cancer, and it's also square Chiron. So Venus is focus and fun, also with Leo, um, is around family, children, and, and those considerations of safety, making, nurturing, making it easier for kids to get excited about school, <laughs> which is pretty challenging right now, especially when it's there's so much difficulty with connecting with their peers. So, um, and for those that, you know, for either those that even have kids or don't have kids, there, it's also, this is a really potent time of getting in touch and doing the work that's required to heal our inner child. Um, well, that's what's, well, you know, it's okay to be me. It's okay to it's okay and safe to be me and it's time that the schools and a lot of other programs kind of get an update and how amazing is it that earlier this year that schools in our area anyway were able to almost instantaneously or within a couple of weeks go online i mean that was a feat i mean that was pretty amazing that they could do that so I think we'll see some changes, even though some people may resist, but, you know, what about sending your kids to school when you go to work and picking them up when you come home? Um, our society has changed to more of a 24-hour-a-day society, not as much, not everything, but a lot of things, but what about, you know, different hours or, you know, there's all kinds of things that 
are possibilities. So I think we are going to see a lot of change everywhere. I think this whole process has made it, I think it will continue to allow us to gain more appreciation for our school teachers and how underpaid oh, yeah. they've been. Unbelievable. <laughs> I know people I mean, are, oh. there's just been this widespread philosophy that, you know, they've, they have these shorter days, they've got summers off, they, you know, they, they get what they deserve and they don't understand like the effort how unfair yeah. that is because oh, they, the they take so much home and they take so much out of their own pay to cover so much of these expenses. They do so, truly speaking. Yeah. I mean, we pay them so like pennies compared to what we pay completely and unqualified babysitters. <laughs> and heap, yeah, right. And heap on so many responsibilities. You know, if ideally the home provides a lot of literacy and guidance and discipline as far as education, but not every home has that capacity. There are a lot of single parents and it, it is trying. And then again, the tools just you know, for the learning capacities. Now, computers are mandatory. I know some of the schools, I'm not sure where, but I, you know, you read different articles in the papers, have actually provided computers for children. I wonder, looking up the nodes, and folks, I realize that we're talking more astrology, so forgive us, but they're lunar nodes, and they recently, as of May, went into uh, late Gemini, and Sagittarius are at 28 degrees now. Uh, they will continue for 18 months, another 15 or 16 months. And so it is education. It's education, higher education. And right now with the schools, and it's going to be a long, this whole business of our schools, our newspapers, um, our communities, they're, they're getting uh influenced in so many different ways through this change and this enormous uh, er eruption of, of, of shifting values. I mean, these themes that we keep talking about week after week and different uh, priorities of, of main focus, but they're always in there. It's the mix, you know, it just, oh boy. Another thing I, I just wanted to quickly mention was how Leo rules the lower back. And this is something we want to send a blessing and awareness to, especially when we're having to shift so much work in school into our home environment and having the correct ergonomic setup to do this for so many hours a day. So having the right chair or the right position of your chair and the right position of your arms and all that and being able to stand up and take breaks when you need to and stretching to support that lower back and the strength of that lower back. Well, going back to Leo is the heart. You know, it is, again, I mean, I'm and it is the heart. totally supporting yeah. what you're yeah. saying because it is different parts of the body. But I'm thinking, too, of using that heart base, like with this time of, of reanalysis, of, of reflecting because of all the retrograde. That's one of the words that, that any of these energies we have to keep that we're all ensued with right now 
is is forgiveness also and how it feels and to try to have that compassion you know i was just listening to a, a woman colette baron reed that was saying that gratitude and compassion are mental things we can feel it i mean we can do it and and extend it but the forgiveness is like an ego choice and it takes feeling it is that heart-centered part that needs to go forward so i mean i'm thinking along with the back because i think the back too can represent uh things that we need to forgive ourselves for that louise hayes is saying that different areas of the back is the past yeah and push the things that we've kind of pushed behind us a lot of times can be mm. the things that come back and injure us from behind again if we haven't worked through it correctly yeah so bringing that into the body and, and listening to the body you know what with change if Uranus is in Taurus that represents the body and the senses so how we feel about things listening visual all of that is is so huge I was going to jump into something else, but Liz, do you have something you want to jump with? I just want to remind people that the Leo energy is about, you know, fun and joy and creativity. <laughs> and again, children, of course, and, you know, being that a lot of people have had to stay at home more, the weather's nicer now. So possibly to get out and take a, a some kind of a walk or um, even if you have some colored crayons and some paper to color on paper or make a vision board, you know, cut out some pictures or draw, um, you know, that will help shift that, you know, try to find some joy and happiness and gratitude and compassion for yourself and everybody else. So I'm glad you're important. Both, yes, you've both brought this out about the Leo time. And it's so true. And there are all these other mental issues, but creativity, you're right, really embodying something and just cutting out I have a whole heap of magazines here because we thought we were going to do our workshop and, you know, then the coronavirus happened and it, it, things really began to uh, change from that. But I'm eager to start cutting out pictures and releasing what I don't want and then building what I do want, putting all those little pictures in there. In fact, you know, we could even have a, and maybe this is what people could do too. You could have a Zoom party everybody building their vision board that would be fun mm -hmm. yes and support each other and encourage each other yeah each person could write out what they don't want i mean you'd have to express and many times like even aquarius knows what they don't want they want authenticity and they feel the chains of something and they want to break free of that and that's a good thing and then once you know what you don't want you can look and realize what instead it, it opens up the door and receive the ideas that suddenly you do want making space for those that you would like to come in because if you're holding on to so many things that you don't want you don't have space to let the new come in oh boy that reminds me of the cancerian energy that we've been leaving and with the full moon of course with our words and thoughts with mercury still in that attachments what's our attachments and of course vesta i i, I think um, sarah you had mentioned vesta it although vesta does amazingly leave that cancerian energy 
and go into Leo too with the new moon, meaning that what we protect in our hearth, I mean, protection or guard or give energy and flame to goes from that home and protection and nourishing and safety to manifesting and being where we can do something, count, right? Yeah. Yes. So have fun. What's bigger and what's bigger than us and what is a part of us. So yeah. There's another flower um elixir. Actually it's not quite a flower elixir, but um if there's time you can cover it. Um it's it's actually a spring water that's imprinted with the sacred geometry known as the flower of life. It contains the mathematical constants and expresses the intrinsic cycles in nature. So these patterns have been found within ancient Egypt. These symbols and patterns have been found there as well as ancient Celtic ruins and recently discovered in temples in China and elsewhere. And, you know, more, more recent mysterious crop circles even. So Ooh. it's believed that the, the power of the flower of life symbol unlocks mundane to sacred levels, to dimensions and densities of the self. What, what flower again? It's a symbol. It, it's it's a symbol that's infused into this elixir. So it's um, the the sacred geometry is infused with this. So because it's geom geometric and logarithmic proportions are inherent in all forms of life, it argue arguably proclaims to reconnect the twelve strand DNA while quickening the awareness of the good that comes from unity and God consciousness. Well, that's amazing. I, I do want to, I'm looking at the clock. Pardon me, yeah. Sarah. I do need to mention that next week we have cosmic collaboration with Amanda Pierce and uh, Shannon Hayes and myself. And we'll be talking about the star, the fixed star Sirius, which is conjunct at the same degree of our United States natal sun. And although that is in cancer, the sun is important. Everybody has a sun and it's all Leo uh, natural energy. And so that'll be that conversation. And if you want to subscribe, please do go to Talk Cosmos and you'll get notified of all these uh, subjects. And remember that tonight August 1st is with the Moonbeam team, Liz Mouchette and Sarah Stromley. And you can find out how to reach either one of them. Just go on to Talk Cosmos because they both have their own sites. Uh, brain uh, body therapy for Sarah and a light path for Liz. So, you know, that idea also, uh, uh, the, that inherent symbol, I just don't know how people could find it, but... It's, it's on the mm -hmm. internet, and um, but how how would you research it in a nutshell? I mean, what would they you look like, up? You can just type in "power of life." On Ooh, power of life! I'll try that and just kind of resonate with it. Ah, I love it. Well, there because it is like a continuity of energy that we're really is hidden 
you know, like back to that hidden business that's coming forth. Another factor I saw, I want to throw this in, Nova. I just recently saw this since John Lewis died. And it was so interesting. It was about why do our ideas of violence change? And it went back to early times. It, it looked at England that has court recorded a huge thousands of, of cases. And then they came up with a, a way of defining what a word would mean in another way, like uh violence or fight would be kick, hit, you know, all these different words. And so they came out with it. And what they discovered was back in like the 1700s, just to throw this out, oh, they had 179,000 trials. That's a lot. And 127 million words. And Roche was the definitions. And how did crimes change? And what they said was it was a shift with violence. In other words, in um, early... Uh, if a man was pulled off a horse, which there was one, and robbed and also kicked and hurt and brutalized, it wasn't the violence, it was the robbery that these guys were tried for. Whereas later in 1909, a similar robbery, but it, it was the violence that mattered and people were tried for the violence. And they could see this shift with violence because of the written word that print that came out with newspapers and novels really made people be able to take two ideas and hold them together, which is so amazing, right? We have North Node in Gemini right now, and it's two things, and but it was good and bad, like a, 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 um, abolition, abolition, you know, which is a huge subject, which in some ways is still going, is very evident today but it's so interesting to see that that education and writing and reading has a huge huge emphasis so teaching to children you know like the fifth right now in our nodes boy we just need to protect these and keep working through the changes yes <laughs> and it takes a village <laughs> oh my gosh and i think I think we are at our close. So thank you so much. And Sarah, doesn't the flower of life, isn't Venus the one that makes that pattern, the flower of life? Um, yes. Yeah, that's one of them. So yeah. it would have a Venus quality too. So yeah, that's great. See you guys next time. Yeah. Oh, I love that. Yes. And it is a, a Venus star point right now, 13 degrees Gemini. Okay. Mwah. Love to Bye.
you for listening to Talk Cosmos, the show where Sue Rose Minahan and guests unveil astrology's ancient archetypes that continually build the collective experiences in our unconsciousness. Be sure to tune in next Saturday at 6 p.m. to continue finding your roots in the stars.